Welcome back, everybody, to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gimmage, Dean of Students and SEL Coach with SEL Educator. I'm so glad that you decided to be here with me on the Dash Podcast. And if you haven't already, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SEL Educators or visit our website at seleducators.com. We've got a special guest with us today, Dr. Sabrine Mutawali. She's out of North Carolina. She's an assistant principal, and she's also an entrepreneur, an adjunct professor, an author, an advocate, amongst other things. So I'm excited to talk with Dr. Mutawali about her experience as a principal through COVID in high school, and then also some of the um, work that you're doing to advocate for educators in their training and in their spirituality. How you doing? I am well. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I have to say you you are mighty chipper and positive for um, a principal of I think <laughs> students in the middle of this dang pandemic. I mean, you got to be. You have to be. It's either you're gonna be up or you're gonna be done, and I choose to be up always. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That that's the that's the absolute truth. You know, I think there's there's something to be said about mindset, right? And being able to have a mindset to go through these things. I remember way back when the pandemic first started in the year 2020, two years ago now, and you know, I remember how crazy it was, how crazy people were going. And it was like, yo, if you didn't have your morning routines or, or whatever your routines and structures were in place, then it, it ain't so good for you. You know, it's not so good. But if I could be transparent myself, my routines went out of whack in 21. Okay, this or at least this first semester, I, I was strong. I was able to hold through with my routines and stay solid, keep pushing through. But that fall semester, it was a doozy. It was a doozy, and and this winter break was was much needed for me. How how did you keep your peace in such a time of change? So I know um, I'm definitely with you when you talk about routine. Just getting off track. I mean, you know, I was still getting up early in the morning, um, but there were some things that I wanted as diligent in doing as I used to be, um, such as praying. And that's like a big thing for me, especially when it comes to finding my peace. Um, and that's that's my quiet place, my time of meditation, my time to say, say la. And so that was, that even that area was kind of getting out of whack. And once that area started getting out of whack, everything else, my eating patterns was off. You know, I wasn't drinking my water like I should. And so that was definitely, Definitely, it was a time we and you drinking your water now. It was definitely a time. Um, but I had a, I have an amazing coach. Um, he's not just a coach in the gym, but a life coach, mm. and you know, someone to actually be honest with me and you know, call me out on my ish, as he would say, really call me out on my stuff. And so, you know, when you don't like when people call you out, it's just back in high school yeah. when somebody start you know, saying something, you know, something you just start rising up and it's like, you're not going to talk to me like that. And that thing started rising up and I, you know, but I needed that. I needed somebody to be honest with me, somebody to be transparent with me and said, listen, you off your game. Like, mm. what are you doing with your life? <laughs> and so mm. my life check-in, my life coach, Lynch Hunt, I got to shout him out because he, he's just been um, a jewel during this time. Okay. I, I love that. I love that a, a lot. And and I didn't I didn't know we would go this direction, but I do kind of want to stick right there because that piece on coaching, 
you know, just just coaching and especially particularly in education as leaders in particular, I guess, we're always coaching our teachers or we're always coaching somebody. But if you're a coach without a coach, what what does that mean for you? You know, and, and I'm going to flip it to SEO briefly. You know, if you're a teacher teaching SEO without learning SEO, how is that going to work? So like coaching, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, I, I work with a business coach. Um, I talk with my pastor often, and there's actually a couple of small mastermind groups that I, I get with on a monthly basis. There's a, a, a small group of Black men, and we meet on a monthly basis. I've been a part of a small education mastermind, and I've realized as I've kind of gone through my own reset how important it is as an entrepreneur, as someone that could be in my head, and also as an educator who's you know, I, I heard that educators or teachers are making 1,500 decisions a day. There's a balance. You know, I'm either fully isolated or I'm fully engaged. And so finding that middle ground where there's just one person that can tell me not what I need to hear, or excuse me, not what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. How long have you been um, working with coaching? I know you mentioned physical, but also life. How, how, what kind of coaches have you had over time? So I am a firm believer in mentorship, firm, firm believer in mentorship. I have a mentor as far as my career is concerned, um, and she's actually a superintendent in Virginia. I have a mentor um, spiritually, and then, of course, I have, um, you know, you have your pastor, and then I have my mentor as far as business is concerned. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, you have three different mentors simultaneously? I do, because each of these individuals pour into some different aspect of my life, and they are my coaches, um, you know. And then, of course, I have my, my, my coach who does physical things, but he's also a life coach, you know, the one who who told me about myself, even when I didn't want to hear about myself. And so I do, I'm a firm, firm believer in having a coach. I'm a firm believer in having a mentor because how do you know where you want to go? How do you know the path to take uh, the road that is left less travel if somebody else hasn't been there? Mm -hmm. And so you need these individuals to help to guide you along the way. You need individuals to coach you along the way. You need somebody else to pour into you. And even when it comes to my mentors, I give back to my mentors too, because a mentor-mentee relationship is not just one-sided. You know, it's a two-way street. You got to meet them somewhere and they will meet you that in that same place as well. And so you need those individuals, um, you know, and if I can go there, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron and these individuals these four individuals sharpen me you know they're the ones that can check me and you have to be vulnerable enough to allow somebody to check you mm. if you are so prideful so high and mighty that nobody can coach you or nobody can mentor you honey let me tell you right now failure we say failure is not an option it's going to become your only option because you need relationship. You have to be in relationship. You have to be in community and you have to be in relationship with individuals who can challenge you. Individuals who can say, mm, yeah, that is good, but what about this? Individuals that see things in you that you don't even see in yourself and that will challenge you. I know I could talk about my mentor, Leah, um, Leah Hill McNear. She doesn't take no for an answer. You know, I'll say, mm, no, I don't think I'm gonna do that. She said, okay, so I'll see you next week when you do it. 
no, ma'am, I'm not doing it. Mm, yeah, I'll see you next week. Like she literally doesn't take a no from me. And I'm so grateful for that because she has pulled things out of me that I didn't even know mm -hmm. I had in, inside of me. You know, she has challenged me even in the nonprofit organization that she started, she challenged me to, you know, cheer the, the, the university aspect of it and then go even beyond that. And I'm like, I'm, I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. But now I've done it and now I'm like, let's do this. Let's add this, let's do this. So you need mentors, you need coaches, you need people that will stay on you. And it's not a matter of them just correcting you, but you know, they correct you in love and they correct you because they love you. They, you know, they pour into you because they love you. They see things in you and pull those things out of you so that you're able to excel. Many of your mentors or your coaches want you to be able to surpass certain things that they have done or you know you don't have to take as long as they did so they're not afraid to show you the road or they're not afraid to show you the ropes and so for those of you out there who are coaches and who are mentors don't be selfish with your knowledge don't be yeah. selfish with your wisdom pour it give it and the more you pour the more you shall receive mm. was that a speech I know you're a speaker too, because you just went in for a minute. I, I imagine you, so you just took me back a little bit before we were focused on education. We were bringing folks on more for inspiration and, and passion and purpose. And so that's, I just got all that back right now as you were going. I, I admire the passion and we need to get you on a stage here uh, sometime soon. So I see like you've been teaching for, you taught for five years, I should say. Um, you've been an administrator for, I think, a year and that's capacity for longer than that when did you um when did you realize that coaches were something that's necessary for your success so i actually realized that actually in high school when i received my first mentor i was in this program i grew up in new york um and i was in this um finance program because i thought i was going to go into finance and it was under mike bloomberg he had this big program at his um his actually at his facility in New York and Desiree Green I will never forget her um her name and she was the one that was leading the program and she ended up becoming my mentor while mm. I was in high school and from there on I always understood the importance of the mentor mentee relationship because she taught us that she taught us that she taught us you know even when we go to college these are the individuals you want to look for. Um, I have I had amazing guidance counselors or school counselors, as we call them now, an amazing college advisor who poured into me. And so in my my understanding of the importance of coaches or a mentor came in high school. And I just mm -hmm. continue to live that legacy um, out since, you know, she one of the things that I will never forget. And we haven't spoken in some years. But she always said, don't y'all be crumb snatchers. And so <laughs> that has always stuck with me. I, now I find myself telling my students, don't you, don't you just settle for being crumb snatchers. I mm. want you to have a seat at the table. Wow, wow, wow. That's a, that's a wonderful quote. Don't be a crumb snatcher, have a seat at the table. Wow, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing you talk as well. One of the big pieces for me in, in SEL educators is asset-based professional development or, or personal development. And that came from 
one of the first jobs that I worked coming out of college was a, um, a civic education project. And we worked on asset-based community development. And that framework was specific to like literally building a community. So when you say assets, they're talking about buildings and clubs and organizations and, and those types of things. But when you go into a school community, those assets look different. Your assets are, are more of the people. Of course, you have the school building and still have your partners, but how do we maximize the uh, potential of the people in our school, in our area? The kids have a strength in math or a strength in talking or a strength in jokes. How do we maximize their potential um, in that aspect? So I think as you're talking, I could see how an educator may say like, well, this isn't relevant to me. I'm a teacher. I don't need a coach or, or I have a coach or, or this and that. But I think it's easy to lose sight of being a person first. And before you're a professional, you got to develop and grow as a person. Um, so I love everything that you're saying, because like even looking at your, your LinkedIn profile or your website, everything is education based. But to hear that you have coaches for fitness, coaches for your spiritual guidance, coaches for um there was another one, professional, business, spiritual, and um, life slash physical. You've got multiple coaches that you're using. And that's, so the energy that you're giving me, I, I know that that's what the kids are getting as well. Because you're pouring so much into yourself, nothing can pour out but what's coming into you. Um, I love that. How, how, how does the coaching that you receive trickle down into your leadership in school? That is a, an amazing question, um, and it actually has different parts. So I'll start off with the teachers. Um, well, actually, you know what? Let me start off with our administrative staff. Um, I will say I am the bubbly, jolly one <laughs> on our administrative staff. We just actually got a new administrator, so I'm excited okay. to work, have the opportunity to work with her. Um, and having, you know, even being able now to help my principal um, go through his dissertation process, mm. having had gone through the process myself, and we actually, um, I'm, you know, we're at the same university. Okay. And so having gone through the process at our university, and now he, him coming through the process, having the opportunity to coach him along with the dissertation process, to be able to pour the knowledge, because it's easier for a person to say, oh, well, I'm finished with the process, I'm done, you know. I <laughs> I got I got my three letters. I'm good. Yeah. But I actually enjoy that. I actually he's actually the second principal I've helped through this process. Okay. And so starting with administrative um, staff, trying to bring that that energy, that contagious energy that no matter what, what? You know, I'm always honest with you. I'm open and I'm always transparent. So mm -hmm. having fun, I'm the one who loves to, you know, just let's do this. Let's try this, you know, um, and do my best to be a team player at all times. Of course, there's time where my time is limited, but I try my best, you know, to be one of the, my, I can never be my principal these days. He's always in the building before me, but try to be one of the first ones in the building, you know, try to do what I can to make their lives easier, even pouring in to their families, you know, being a blessing to their children for their birthdays and different things like that. So hmm. have an opportunity to pour into the leadership at the top. So not just because I'm the assistant principal doesn't mean I don't have something to 
add to my principal or, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't mean I can't be an asset to him. And so my, my job there is to serve our community and to serve his vision, to make sure that his vision comes to pass. Trickling down to the teachers, I can give you a perfect example. I had a math teacher last year, um, was in the classroom for 21 years, mm. didn't think she was going to do anything else. Um, and an opportunity came up for her to become a coach. And uh, at the time she was serving as our department chair. And I, I talked with her, you know, she, she shared that, that this, this opportunity was presented to her. Um, actually, Myself and the CF was the ones who send the information out to her. And, you know, she looked at it. She didn't think any much about it. But, you know, I kept on her and I said, you know, you, you really should consider some. You have so much um, within you that other teachers can benefit with. And, you know, not just the teachers within our, our department, but there's teachers across the district that need your knowledge, that need your understanding of diversity, that needs your understanding of equity, that needs your understanding of how to really be culturally responsive when it comes to mm. a curriculum, when it comes to students. And so long story short, she went for it. She got it. She's no longer wow. with us, which is the hardest part, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm so proud of her. You know, yeah. we actually went out to lunch last week well, mm -hmm. or the week when we got off a break. I'm, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of um, who she's becoming. You know, she'll text me and she'll be like, Mother Wally, what did you get me into? <laughs> you know, <laughs> at times because now she's seeing yeah. sometimes it's not the kids, but it's the adults. But mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but you know um she's learning she's growing into becoming her own leader she's be she's become so confident in it and i'm very very proud of her so hopefully when she sees this episode she knows who she is yeah. and I'm, I'm proud of you know her stepping out on faith and really taking a leap of faith and i know her um her spouse is too her daughters are too and her wallet is definitely appreciated <laughs> that increase so, all right now all right now <laughs> New levels all the and way. Then, okay, that part. And so, and the next level, of course, is our students. I mean, that goes back to that relationship piece. Um, students, my, my, my philosophy comes from Theodore Roosevelt. He says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I say, students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I have seen students who people have called the worst of the worst name um, excel in certain teachers' classrooms because of the atmosphere, mm -hmm. the culture, the environment, that, 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 that safe space. And so as an administrator, it is not just my job to dish out discipline when someone you know, has done something um, in, inappropriate, but it is also for me to see in them what they don't see in themselves, to be able to speak life into, in them when they feel like they're in a dead situation, yeah. to be able to sharpen them even when you know no one else around them, to say, I love you, just something as simple as that to, you know, for them to be a shoulder to cry on, for them to be somebody you can laugh and listen to. Um, my office is always open. You know, sometimes they'll come in and eat. I don't say anything. Um, this was pre-COVID though. <laughs> I don't say anything. I just listen. I listen. And you'll be amazed what you pick up when you start listening to what it is that they're saying. Um, I always tell people you are strategically designed. You have two ears, one mouth. You should do more listening than you do speaking. And so 
you have got to take that time to be silent. And um, someone, someone dear to me, Mother um, Adrena Monroe said this. She said, notice that silent and listen have the same mm. letters. I never noticed that. Wow. Never noticed that. Um, you know, people are like, you got a whole PhD. How you didn't know that? I never <laughs> noticed that. Like it never, she said. And so that means you need to be silent. You need to listen. And I, I was just blown by that. But your students, um, really listening to them, you know, you can pour all this academ academia into them. But if they don't understand the process of application, Miles Monroe always said, knowledge is not the power, it's the, actually the application of the knowledge that is truly the power. And so we have got to learn how to shift from just the academia aspect and really tap into that social emotional. But like you said, it starts with us understanding what social emotional learning is, becoming comfortable with social emotional is social and emotional learning and you know more districts providing pds when it comes to social emotional learning so that they too as educators can go back into the classroom and really pour into their students not just the academia aspect of it but really tap into that social emotional aspect of it because you'll be so much you'll be surprised how much you can get more from pulling on a grade versus actually pulling on somebody's heartstring. Mm, mm, yeah, 100%, 100%. I, I, a couple more quotables you have with the silent and listen have the same, but then the knowledge is, knowledge is potential, the action is power. Um, yes. I, I can feel that. Your, your energy, I, I, can, I can just feel the contagiousness, if that's a word, coming off of you. What, what inspires you to, to pull you out of bed every day? What, what assignment are you working on? Well, I would definitely say it is definitely my students. They're definitely, you know, oh, my, my students past, my student present, and my student future. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my, my babies in the past that I've gone on and, you know, got married and graduated college and started businesses and have these big time careers. The current students, you know, who are trying to find their way, you know, they're they're trying to navigate high school. I'm over freshmen. So, you know, just seeing okay. them coming from middle school to high school is like, you know, that nervousness and trying to figure out who they are, trying to get their identity. My college students starting college, still trying to find out who they are, getting to know their identity, putting their claim on the world, being able to pour back into them. That is an aspect I haven't touched on as yet. Um, you know, my college students, we take, we take break days and we just sit down, we talk about things. I, you know, I would invite my financial advisor in to talk to them about finance because somebody didn't talk to me about that. I would sit down and talk to them about, you know, life skills. These are the things. This is how you advocate, advocate for yourself. This is how you navigate college. Somebody didn't talk, because I always tell them, you can read this book for yourself. And I can tell you what's on the test. That, that is not, I can lecture you all day long. Mm -hmm. But if you don't understand how to navigate life, if you don't know how to yeah. understand to navigate the profession, I'm, I'm doing you a disservice. Mm. I'm, I'm truly, truly do, doing you a disservice. Yeah. And so we, we, we take our break days and we, we sit down, we chat and I say, ask me any question. 
anything you want to know. I bring in my attorney so my mm -hmm. attorney can talk to them about setting up life, your, why you should get life insurance, insurance now. now, why you why should, you get, should get, um, start, you know, talking about your will. People don't want to talk about it, but we need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, why you can, you can invest in my real estate agent comes in and talk to them about investing, getting real estate. Like we've got to stop trying to just give them all of this book knowledge and really yeah. give them the wisdom yeah. they need to live and build generational wealth. So mm -hmm. my students are what motivates me. They, they motive, when I see them succeed, I feel like I've succeeded. Mm -hmm. And I know this is my life mission. This is my life calling. This is my purpose. You know, one day I will open up schools across the world, you know, and pinpoint the special need and specific needs of, you know, countries. Um, such as in India, I want to open a school for girls and, you know, in places where children with disabilities, I want to open a school for children with disabilities where mm -hmm. they're not being educated because people don't know how to educate them. Right. Um, so that, that drives me, my, you know, my students, they, they drive me that that's, if I cannot do what I'm doing right now, then the Lord can go ahead and take me out. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> the passion doesn't the passion doesn't cease um not everybody has a heart for students like that not not everybody cares you're so much right. about you're absolutely right the kids the future their past and those types of things so we need more people like you in education mm -hmm. and and that aren't only focused on curriculum and instruction but on building the whole child. Uh, Dr. Mutawali, can you talk to me some about, uh, I'm on your website now, drmutawali.com, in case you want to visit. Can you talk to me about some of the services that you provide? Um, it ranges, you know, consulting, public speaking, mentorship, whatever you need, I'm here. I'm doing a lot more work now with parents because one of the things I find, that is one of those areas that we haven't really tapped into. We say that we do, you know, we're real surface with it, but I've been doing a lot more classes with parents to kind of help them navigate the education system. You know, I did a class mm -hmm. the other night, uh, pertaining to so you want to go to college for the high school seniors and I had so many parents like why didn't anybody tell me this mm. why did I not say this so I you know I'm going to do that more and more of that to try to really help parents so that they nice. can help better help their students parents don't understand this the new the new school math or the new school way of you know educating yeah. Students. Yeah. <laughs> they don't some of the jargon goes above their heads. What is an IEP? What is a 504? What is this? What is that? What is Title IX? You know, some of them it. don't understand the curriculum, the standards, these exams are there. Why they need to take the ACT? Why they got to take the SAT? Why they need the EOS? All these different things like that. So I want to help parents because if we don't build the home, even as educators, mm -hmm. and you know, people said, hey, you know, my job is in the classroom. No, it goes beyond that. Yeah. If we don't help to educate the parents we're going to have a hard time educating the children yeah yeah school is not just a building it's a community and that community okay. includes everybody involved even the folks that are surrounding the school the businesses and the entities the the partners that surround it so um yeah i, I couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more one-on-ones public speaking educational training you got the juice you got <laughs> the juice can you tell the people where they can find you you can find me on all social media outlets at Dr. Mudawali. Keep it simple. My website, www.drmudawali.com. You can 
and it's simple dr mudawali you can find me you can google yeah. me i even have my self business cell phone number up there you can feel free to call text me don't do it after nine o'clock <laughs> before nine and so yes any social media outlet you can find me right on right on well i, I love this i'm i'm inspired tonight i'm i feel like i'm gonna go in with some more juice i'm usually the bubbly one the excited one but you you gave me a little gusto tonight myself so thank you very much and i know everybody that's listening um received that same burst of energy that i just did as well is there any final words that you want to hit on or comments you want to make before we go Thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Um, continue to do the work that you're doing. It is necessary. You are necessary. And for the listening audience, share, like, subscribe to his channel. Um, please get this word out there because it is needed. You heard it. You heard it. You heard it. If you like this episode, share the episode. We appreciate you listening. As always, SEO Educators on YouTube, seoeducators.com is where you can find us. Uh, we provide adult social emotional skill building activities and professional development. We'll see you next time. This is episode, I don't know what episode number this is, but we'll see you next time. This is The Dash. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's see. I love your energy. I'm a pause. Appreciate it. And I hear the baby in the background.